Fuck yeah, bitch. Happy Halloween! It's another spooktacular episode of the Film Drunk Frogcast. I'm Vince Mancini. Uh, with me, as always, or at least tonight, the San Diego Hammer, Mr. Joey Avery. Let's fucking go. I am fired up, and now my levels are correct. Now your levels are better. <laughs> and joining us via Skype, Mr. Matt Lieb. It's just a shiller! <laughs> you guys know Thriller? Yeah, yeah. no, I saw what you were doing there. I heard I what you were doing. I said Schiller instead, oh. like, a, like Schill. Yeah. I like when L.A. Matt's uh, on, his, on his car phone, because that really, uh, I mean, you're really, you're really on brand good, for, right? well, yeah, and you're really on brand for L.A. more so than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like to ham it the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Queen. Um, uh, I don't know what we'll talk about. We got we got some news stories. Um, I saw Thor. So much news. So much news. All Woo, the, it's all uplifting. It's all the news. Uh, I everything's saw, fine. It's all. It's everything's great. Burn the news. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I saw. Hey. <laughs> Wait, I don't get gas, it. Gas the news. He's uh, he's being uh, oh. jokingly anti-Semitic. I get it. That's Matt's favorite thing. Yeah, he, it's really funny to me. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for all your emails to Ben. Those are great. Frogcast at gmail dot com. Patreon dot com slash frogcast if you want to donate. Um, today, I'm glad that Brett is not on the show anymore because i feel like this clip if i tried to play this clip with brett here he might actually kill me um, right but i just saw this before we started and uh it's like mind-blowing on a couple different levels so like mm-hmm. you know that they rebooted trl Why? yeah actually i didn't know that until you sent me this clip i was like vaguely aware that they'd rebooted trl and uh like i sort of remember trl not really um but so then, some, do they show? Do they show music videos, or is it all just Snapchats? Is it all what? Just Snapchat. Snapchat. Is it all snaps? Uh, I'm not are sure. They snaps. What are they called? Are they called Snapchats or Snaps or Chatters? I think it's just Snaps. Yeah, Snaps is correct. Thank you, millennial. Co- yeah, correspondent. Thank Joey. you. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Snaps. Uh, I imagine <laughs> that ever they probably have a segment on there called sliding into the DMs. Uh-huh, They're uh-huh. probably going to focus on a lot of things that will then become immediately uncool just based on the fact that they did them. Yeah. Well, spe- you know, back in my day, uh, Snaps was a book that you could get at your local Barnes & Noble that had a bunch of Yo Mama jokes and the like. Hosted by, back when my day, Snaps was a show hosted by Fez from that 70s show. Wilmer Valderrama. <laughs> because he was having sex with Lindsay Lohan, who was the girl from the Disney Channel movie. Was he banging Lindsay Lohan? Pretty sure. Wow. You know, I was walking uh, uh, in Hollywood uh, a couple days ago, no big deal, and uh, I was at the Walk of Fame, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, ver- uh, every couple of blocks I would look down 
at a star and I would say, ooh, Wilmer Valderrama, just to see how many people were like, what? <laughs> there, I got a few people to go, no way. And then, uh, but, you know, not out loud, but with their eyes, you could sense yeah. that they were like, that's impossible. Do you think he has a star? Well, I don't want to step on this story anymore. I, I, I Someone tweeted this clip from the new TRL starring the fat Jew and uh, I'm just going to play it because it's, it's, it, it's mind-blowing on a few levels. It's horrific. Me and you both came up off Instagram. Okay, now, now what was you doing before social media? I was just being an idiot, but no one was watching. You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah, I was just I was. being the same idiot that I was. I did a lot of TV stuff. I was just I, like, I love I when white guys pepper now, extra you know, know what I'm saying because they're talking to a black guy. Well, I like how it started with the black guy saying, Me and you both came up off Instagram. <laughs> it's... It like it's he goes on. It sounds like it's written by uh, yeah. I'll, I'll let it play. Jews Sorry, publicist probably was. <laughs> now listen, a lot of people don't understand. You have a success story, okay? Now I love seeing people come from the social media world and then we just go crazy. You understand? Like I got TV shows. I've been in movies, but but you got. <laughs> well, the the other funny thing about it is there's like one, two, three. There's about 10 girls there, like the entire studio, there's 10 people. Like all those woos, that's 10 people, and then the yeah. rest is piped in. Um, I like that he's also reminiscing about social media. Like, I'm going to give a shout out to my fellow social media celebrities. <laughs> Remember when me and you was on that Vine Star tour, and we was at the Mall of America? That had to be, what, oh, Seven months ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we was promoting Cars 3, and we was doing this this Snapchat for Pringles. That was crazy. Am I right? Uh, I just don't understand. Like, It seems like that guy's going for a vibe that was very clearly like peaked probably in like 99. You know the, what I mean? Yeah, right. He's it's, doing it's like very, the Chris Tucker Rush Hour vibe, <laughs> which is like yeah. not really the modern look, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's if I mean it feels like he's trying to reminisce about the day, but then all they have to reminisce about is is various uh, ways they monetize their social media presence. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see the shills will inherit the earth. Oh, for uh. sure. <laughs> it gets better. What else oh, you got coming up with? God, I'm doing all kinds of stuff. He doing all. I am doing a. I got. I'm a. I was the first plus size male model. Yeah, what? that's what I'm saying. Shout out to the big guys. I'm like, I'm managing a five year old DJ. What? Yeah. I'm writing a book where I review the food at all the strip clubs across America. Just the food. Just the food. You got to have it there so I can review. I'm the building way. a car completely out of tires. <laughs> Dude, it's like an SNL sketch. Like you could not make a better S. I'm managing a five-year-old DJ. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like the worst totally. Stefan sketch ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh man, it's so it's insane bad. because they just they, they keep topping themselves uh, as a parody. Hold on, I'll get reception again. I'm back. Oh, he is back. All right, start back. Start that over. Start that thought over again, please. Well, I lost it. You know, I was going to say something along the lines of it's impossible to parody parody them because they are such parodies of themselves. Well, it's like um, it's like Stefan if if uh, Stefan's entire thing was performative stupidity. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, and it should be noted that uh, the fat Jew's outfit is basically like the internet. He's oh, yeah. wearing a Snapchat <laughs> uh, dog ears filter, a like woman's one piece swimsuit that says yes. Yeah, just yes. With, like boots. It's just yeah. it's just horrible. It's like a fucking we're all the Borg. We're all the Borg now. <laughs> except for its memes. We're just like well, we have become one with the memes. And I don't know why it surprised anybody that when these like creatures step off the internet and you look at them in real life, you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just a collection of time spent online. Hey, yo, FJ, remember when you was a meme and then you became a person? Yeah. And then that everyone was... hated you, but I guess we're bringing you back now? Remember when, when Scarlett Johansson was there and all of the, the knowledge of human existence became a thumb drive and, and, and you turned <laughs> black and disappeared? Hey, you remember how that one time we used 100% brain? <laughs> what if, though? Your fanny's getting a tattoo that Black Bear designed. Now, you do similar things where you will let people yep. on your Twitter feed yeah. recommend stuff like, what's the worst tattoo you ever got? All right, first of all, I want to put it out there. If you hit me on the internet and you want to pay for me to get a tattoo, I will get whatever you want. Whatever. Yes. Honestly, no yes. Yeah. He's gone full chill. Yes! <laughs> Shilbert Arenas. <laughs> That's right. Worst one, let me see. I don't know. Well, Mom's Spaghetti's kind of fire. Uh-huh. Look nope. at this one that says sports. This was done by a guy who's never done a tattoo before. I could tell. And yeah, and it looks horrendous. Was that supposed to be a baseball? That's or a supposed ball? to be a baseball, yeah. That's a golf ball. Like, right. That is not that. a baseball. It's so, okay. It's that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to make a bad decision, make it last forever. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Forever. Why are you cheering? <laughs> you fucking. Shit. Why? <laughs> well, Why? first of all, I don't know if that's real cheers. I legitimately don't know if that's real cheers or all piped in, but I can tell you that there's about 10, 16 year olds in costumes in the background that are like half heartedly clapping during that. They're like, oh. yeah, I love like, this I weird guess. 30 year old shitty tattoos. Yeah. All I, of them are just like, uh, this is all terrible life advice. I have had an abortion. When he's, <laughs> and he's just going, he, he's his whole shtick, weirdly, is I will do anything for money, which right. is not something that used to play. Like, if you, no, like, if that exactly. was your vibe in the, in the, in the <laughs> right. late 60s, yeah. people would have been like, what the fuck? fuck is wrong yeah. with you i actually heard something interesting someone was saying there was some study i can't cite it because i didn't read it i just heard it the guy who's who does nathan for you was uh-huh. saying on a, on a podcast yeah he was saying that there was some study that was saying that millennials like especially younger millennials don't really have a concept for the term selling out right like right they, it's right. not a bad exactly. thing it's like oh yeah he oh yeah dude he manages a five-year-old dj he'll do anything for money this guy's crazy <laughs> yeah, he's fucking crazy he's, oh he got a sponsorship dude, that's dope dude fj will monetize anything yeah <laughs> i think this was covered oh. really well in uh pop star when andy samberger's character is like you know used to be and samberger's used to andy samberger oh the samburglar <laughs> Rabble, 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 rabble. Stealing all my sponsorships. Um, he he was like, yeah, it used to be people didn't want to sell out. Now you have to sell out because if you don't, people will think no one asked you to. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I or, went to or see, something to that effect. I went to see Post Malone. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with uh, I've, this guy. I'm vaguely aware of that name. I, 
I like him. Uh, do a lot I like pre-Malone better. Hey, did you guys hear what I said? I, you said you saw post-Malone, and I said I like pre-Malone better. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, that is yeah. nice. The pre-Malone era. I've <laughs> taken to uh, repeating my jokes like Polly Walnuts from uh, The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like it's always better to repeat the exact situation that happened and then say your punchline again. Yeah, I was happy that you did because I actually didn't hear it, and then I didn't even have to wait to think about what you might have said because yep. here you See, were that's saying the it wisdom. again. That's- yeah, it worked. But anyway, so he's like he's like a big uh, up and coming kind of R and B rap mm-hmm. hip hop guy. He was like on tour with Bieber. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, but he's yeah. but he's I I, I appreciate his he work. manages a seven year old DJ. Yeah, <laughs> but he's got <laughs> he's like Hillary Clinton's new campaign out, manager. He brought out like a neon Bud Light sign like during <laughs> his thing. He's like, oh, it's a gift. I guess I'll hang this over my fucking pool or whatever. And I was like, this is <laughs> <What>? preposterous. <laughs> and then like he not, had like not even aware of. Or, or pretending not to be aware of the oh, product like, oh, placement. Oh yeah, I guess Bud, I guess Bud Light just gave me a gift, yeah. and then uh, and then he like. It's had pretty it. radical that yeah. Northrop Grumman gave me this amp. <laughs> 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 That's a great poll. A Northrop Grumman R and B sponsorship. Yeah. Well, you know Northrop- they only drop bombs. Son. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that Northrop Grumman was doing like a Marvel tie-in until oh, really? like yeah, like Marvel was doing an event with Northrop Grumman, and they and they almost did it until like the internet just shamed them enough. And they're already Disney, yeah. so they basically are. Yeah. The military industrial complex, but this was only just making that more, uh, like more obvious. So yeah, like like there is no subtext anymore. So they were doing a partnership with Northrop Grumman, and then they got shamed out of it. And I saw Thor this week, and uh, and it was just really dep- like it's not that bad. Yeah, but it's really depressing um, because the new one's directed by Taika Waititi, the guy who did. Uh, he did what we do in the shadows, and okay. um, he did uh, the hunt for the wilder people. Mm-hmm. He's a really fucking funny, dude from New Zealand. And the movie is like all the parts that aren't the Marvel parts are really funny because it's like Taika Waititi making jokes. And I realized that it directing, looked very funny just from the it from is the like in, inter- intermittently, like when they when they when they can go off of the outline because you know they have like this grand outline of how this shits all going to tie right. in to each other. And what it feels like now when you watch a Marvel movie, and I actually liked the first two Thor movies. I thought mm-hmm. they are fine. But at this point, it's like I don't really, like I can't imagine caring about a Marvel movie anymore right. because it's all the same thing over and over. There's a bad person. They're going to destroy the world. We have to blow up the portal. Yeah. Daddy issues, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, Did so, you hear the next one in the series is going to be Thor and the San Diego Hammer? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. 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 Millennial. Sick. Uh, so sick, Sponsor dude. me. <laughs> please pay me. Please, please I'll sponsor me. I'll suck dick for money, please. So I realized that uh, like the director of the Marvel movies uh, matters now insofar as um, you're basically watching the director do crowd work in between like the Marvel outline like they got the grand marvel outline and then all the parts in between like they all they can do is color inside the lines it's basically like there's a marvel coloring book and the director gets to like pick the colors and taika waititi is like doing like really funny crowd work in between like the thor stuff that you have to have and so it's like it's just you can just feel yourself being crushed by the machine while you watch it just yeah. because it's like there's no humanity in this anymore. Like there's jo- there's like a there's like a funny dude there doing jokes uh, while you pay lip service to the machine. Yeah. 
Did you feel like it felt disjointed? Like it felt like two movies a little bit? It didn't feel disjointed. It's just, I mean, you just know, you just know what they're doing. And it was yeah. good. It was intermittently good. Like it wasn't even that bad. It's right. just, you've, it wasn't bad. Like I, right. I've just seen that movie. It was just a corporation. 50 times it's like now. a corporation yeah. event. It's like the corporation knows the exact algorithm for what superhero movie is going to make the most money and they're plugging it in and then they let they like the robot the algorithm lets the human do like a very small amount of work and all of the work <laughs> that he's doing is very funny and very good but then the rest of it, it's like yeah. well yep this is the algorithm again. <laughs> Fuck, that is kind of depressing. <laughs> well yeah, it was. Hey. Hey, if they're willing to pay you to punch up those scripts, you take that money and shut your fucking dick sucker. This is the world we live in. Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the, the algorithm is the only one hiring, so yeah, you got to yeah. take that job. I'll, and you know what? The algorithm is a fair boss. You cannot get a fairer <laughs> boss than an algorithm because they know exactly how much you're worth. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was that... Um, that article about all these disgruntled Fox journalists who are complaining about how, you know, after the, the Mueller indictments, oh, yeah. like the Fox right. was basically They're covering like, oh, the hamburger emoji. Quit. Yeah. And then, and then it's everybody on Twitter is like, well, yeah, why don't you quit? And I'm like, uh, have you seen the job prospects out there yeah. for these people? Oh, they want to work in media? <laughs> yeah. It's not. Oh, like, and they have a conservative track record. I'm sure they can take it to a ton of other large yeah. outlets. They're probably I there mean, in the, the shitty- first place because their outlet got pivoted to video. The shitty thing is, is it's like, I mean, part of me goes like, you know, maybe that's why uh, there's no more word for sellout because there's only like, like a sellout is only a thing when jobs are a plenty. And so <laughs> yeah. like, maybe, maybe it's like, Hey, you know what? It's either, either this or, you know, there's no more glory in not getting paid to, uh, to do your thing. I bet. And yeah. So- what used to be called a uh, call to sellout is now just a person who can eat. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, we, we I'm also, not a sellout. I'm just someone who doesn't live with my parents. Right. We also value like bigger and better shit. So when people like see someone who's getting popular in pop culture, they're like, damn, he's blowing up. Like he's getting, right. he's getting big. It's not like, oh man, that dude's so original and like he mm-hmm. just says fuck you to the labels. It's like people don't really give a shit about that anymore. It's all about like who's stunting the hardest on Instagram anyway. Yeah. You know? the, the big Jew, he must be funny. Look the how many Jew. Instagram big, followers he has. <laughs> the large like, Hasidim. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, the large Hasidim. That's that's uh, someone really needs to to take over that. Market. You should just yeah. start the large Jew and just copy everything that the fat Jew has already ripped <laughs> off from other people, and be yeah. like, see, now you can now you can you can have the fat Jew's discount internet slurry without contributing to his bottom line. Exactly, and I won't even monetize it. And yeah. guess who will be interested? No one, because I haven't monetized it. Because you're a piece of shit if you're not making money in this world. Because that's all that matters, dude. I don't want to copy <laughs> I don't want to nitpick, but there's no way he was the world's first plus-sized male. Yeah, model. no way. <laughs> <laughs> it just is good. Sound. It's one of those things that sounds like it a good thing to say. Good. I'm managing uh, a five-year-old DJ. Managing a five-year-old DJ. Uh, I got. I got a club called Outside where the inside looks like the street and the outside look has couches. Fucking idiot. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, I guess, I think you can just say the world's like what, like I was watching the World Series and, and the the uh, like commercial came on. It was like, TV's number one comedy, Big Bang Theory, with yeah. TV's number one new show, Young Sheldon. I'm yeah. like, fuck off, Young Sheldon is yeah. TV's number one new show. You know, it probably is because- It like, might actually be. Well, the number, well, the, <sighs> like media is so fragmented now that of course the number one show is going to be like the free TV that everyone has that fat people can occasionally like leave <laughs> on in the background. Whereas like people that are actually searching out their media are all right. watching completely different shit because there's a, a hundred thousand shows now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really, there, there, I, I, I got to say social media is a mental illness and it's uh, going to destroy us all. And I don't think we've, I don't think we've said that out loud yet this episode. Uh, yeah. So I, I just want to point that out. It was implied, I think. It's a, yeah, but we got to say it. It's such a choice, though. <laughs> like you can. I, it's not anymore. Here's the thing. I, it's a choice to be on social media. But it used to be that's the the uh, things that went on in social media uh, were separate from the mainstream and did not really interact with the mainstream. Now. Uh, social media has merged with the mainstream. Everything is content. Uh, everything is, is, is now pivoting towards, uh, you know, social media, uh, tie-ins and fucking like, this is it. This is, this is, we're, we're now living in a world where we are inside of Facebook every day of our lives. <laughs> and, uh, whether or not you're on Facebook is like, you know, irrelevant. You want to not be on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? That's fine. Enjoy your life in the wilderness. You fucking plebe. You don't know anything that's going on. You don't know who raped who. You don't know uh, what, what what are the correct words to use for something that's cool. Uh, you, uh, you're just, you, you might as well just fucking, you know, move and, and, and be a fucking, you know, Quaker. If there are Quakers. <laughs> did you say move? Go, did go you say, and make your oats. Did you say move or move? Because either one would have worked there. Yeah, I said move, but also moo, you fucking fat cow. Can't yeah. even fucking take a picture of yourself every three seconds. But here's the thing. I love millennials. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with uh, the, the the fact that um, we're finally uh, being allowed. Concentrated being given, capital. Well, we've been given the technology to do uh, uh, things to our brain. Uh, to to take drugs without taking drugs, and 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 now more so than ever, I think we're really abusing that, and uh, you know it feels good. Matt, you mentioned uh, you find, you wanted to know who is raping, and the uh, I think we need it's to hard make to keep up. We need to make this like a weekly segment of who is sexually harassing this week and uh, rape nation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this week, Kevin Spacey, who, as we know, is the president of space. Yep, <laughs> that's correct. Mm-hmm. And um, he he supposedly got fired from, uh, or supposedly they canceled um, uh, House of Cards, which I, I didn't realize they were still making. Like it felt like a belated canceling. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll, I'll read the allegation. This is from uh, Anthony Rapp, who is an, another actor who's in some stuff. That Famous hip hop star. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, son of. Uh, you know, he gets a bad... Reginald Rapp, who, rap? Inv- who invented <laughs> rap music. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> His son, Aluminum, is one of my... Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. His kid's Aluminum and Saran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
like he's talking about something that happened like 30 years ago when he was a teenager uh quote my impression when spacey came in the room was that he was drunk he picked me up like a groom picks up the bride over the threshold but i don't like squirm away initially because i'm like what's going on and then he lays down on top of me he was trying to seduce me i don't know if i would have used that language but i was aware that he was trying to get with me sexually he was like pressing into me tightening his arms uh, and this is when he was 14 and spacey was like 20 something six 26 26 there you go um hey, we're all well aware of the age gap because we're <laughs> well i know because like, it's my age and i thought boy if i did that <laughs> yeah. uh so do you want spacey's answer for it which is also pretty classic or do you want the netflix statement i think spacey's answer is uh very important and interesting <laughs> yeah. because a lot of people yeah. featured it as kevin spacey comes out yeah it was like well um i have yep. uh, here's spacey's response which was uh on twitter i don't know i have a lot of respect and ad admiration for anthony rapp as an actor i'm beyond horrified to hear his story i honestly do not remember the encounter it would have been over 30 years ago but if i did behave then as he describes i owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior and i am sorry for the feelings he describes having carried with him all these years this story has encouraged me to address other things about my life. I know that there are stories out there about me that and that ha, some have been fueled by the fact that I have been so protective of my privacy. As those closest to me know, in my life I have had relationships with both men and women. I have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life, and I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this behavior. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior. I think Billy Eichner had a great tweet about it where he just said, Kevin Spacey has just invented something that has never existed before. A bad time to come out. <laughs> it's really, it's like when your girlfriend's mad at you and, and, and it's like something you can't overcome so you ask her to marry you. It's weird because I, 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 I like... Or you say like, yeah. you say I love you for the first time when she's really pissed about something. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, uh... I'm gay, and then like, yeah, people have been wanting Kevin Spacey to come out for like the last thirty years. He's basically been openly gay, but wouldn't yeah. address it and like yeah. wouldn't respond to questions about it. And now, when he's in trouble, he's like, "Oh yeah, now I want to be gay." Yeah, it feels kind of weird, you know. And I yeah, like yeah. Kevin Spacey, uh, or you know, I don't know his characters that he plays on TV. He's a great actor. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's been acting like not a child molester all these years. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I I feel like you know he was trying to be sincere in that and be like, all right, I want to tell people what's going on, but it feels like a <laughs> there was no screen. there was no sincerity in that. I heard. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, uh, so I'm about to uh, get inside the house and go on to Skype on my computer, so I'll call you guys right back. Nice. I'm back! Hey, Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. All right, we're talking about child rape <laughs> on Halloween, and it's a beautiful night to talk about it. I heard that this is, of course, every time one of these comes out, everyone's like, well, it was an open secret. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like I everybody wants to be in right. the know. Like, I haven't seen well, it. I knew. I don't know about it. You losers. But apparently there's a Family Guy episode where Stewie's like running through a mall, a baby, and he's like, oh, help me. I just escaped from Kevin Spacey, which is like what some people are pointing to is like everyone knew he liked his boys. Right. Numb. Like that's probably going to be what uh, Seth MacFarlane is going to be like. <laughs> I've See, been fighting this forever. I knew. I've been fighting this forever when really it's probably just like a homophobic joke he made right it definitely is a homophobic joke he made um 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- there's no way that he is. Uh, I mean, it, uh, he has yet to take credit like he did with the other one where he was like, hey, yeah, I stuck it to Weinstein earlier by sticking it to all those women. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I do think that he it's clearly just a homophobic joke that that he made because he hasn't yet been like once again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stick it in to I, the man. So I thought that. House of Cards had ended, or at least I stopped watching it a couple seasons ago, and I liked it at the beginning. Um, but I, I think I, I cut out right around the time that uh, whatever what's Kevin Spacey's character's name? Frank Underwood. Yeah, right about the time Frank Underwood was like in a church. More like and, Frank Overwood. All right. Oh. <laughs> right around the time Frank Underwood like ripped down um, a statue of a saint like in a church and like broke it on the floor and like started swearing at it because he because of his childhood issues with uh, Christianity. I was like, all right, now you're trying a little too hard. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so now I, I like the idea that Netflix is sort of just jumping on this news to be like, yep. We're not going to continue the show. Uh, Media Rights Capital and Netflix are deeply troubled by last night's news concerning Kevin Spacey. In response to last night's revelations, executives from both of our companies arrived in Baltimore this afternoon to meet with our cast and crew to ensure that they continue to feel safe and supported. As previously scheduled, Kevin Spacey is not working on set at this time. Oh, I thought thought they they straight up canceled it, decided that it's done. That's what I heard, too. They, no, yeah, they, they can, end, no, they they yeah. ended production on it. Yeah, they can't. They did cancel it. Yeah, that sounds like uh, what you just read sounds like right before they cancel it, or maybe I, I listened to you wrong. I am also playing pool on my phone. You should not do that. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> How are you playing though? Well, I'm using my computer. I mean, as... are you playing well? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty much crushing. You play it. eight I'm a, pool. Uh, eight ball. Okay, I played one called eight pool. Probably mm-hmm. similar ideas. Mm-hmm. Was that like pocket pool? <laughs> yeah, I mean I played that's a one. Bit. Was that as well. Hey, um, playing so, with that dick. So Kevin um, Spacey got fired for something he did thirty years ago, I guess. Yeah. Like, so theoretically, obvious, obviously, and I'm going to start out with the with the obvious. You should not rape children, <laughs> and I feel like that is that. I can't stress that enough. I need like a drum roll as we wait for the butt. Yeah, I'm so excited. But, but no, uh, I don't. I, I, for for me, um, I there was part of me for that's me, like, I don't think that you should rape children. Yeah. However, but, subjective but experience. How hot was this kid? Oh, no, um, <laughs> uh, there, there's there's part of me that that does feel like. Um, we uh, are that uh, it feels like a firing that's happening um, because the rest of the Hollywood community um, knows very well that there's more than just this. Like this right. is a, a a thing, which I have to assume is is true. You know, uh, because it seemed like people were pretty ready to be like, okay, gone. Plus, his statement was so bad it just made me feel bad because he tried so hard i I saw what he was trying to do he's like i want to own up to it i don't want to be the guy that's like calling people a liar um and i have to address the fact that i'm gay because i've never actually addressed that in public and i feel so bad because he did it so terribly (laughs) so it it just like like i feel bad for him as someone who uh who 
reads people's writing and 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 it's it was it was a bad piece of writing it was like his intention was 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 great uh the problem is is that it sounded a lot like he's like you know as a gay person i've raped a lot of children <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and i don't think he was trying you that wasn't his intention but he just uh it was real it was a really really bad statement and <laughs> i think you really get judged on your damage control skills in these situations. I mean, and that's that's what's like partially what kind of bums me out about it is like uh, is that he actually would have been better off if he had said nothing at all. Yeah, uh, like R. Kelly, and just kind of let it you know let it slide. Or if what what if he would have just been like, no, I didn't do that. Like if you just deny, deny, deny. Yeah, I think. I think deny, deny, deny might uh, th- that might work too. But it's like the the point is 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 that it's like it's it's that's not what we actually want. I I'd rather people um you know uh own up to their yeah, that's what fucking, we say we want is for well, some people to well, own up yeah, for but stuff. That, but that's but that's not the mob. The mob doesn't want that. All you did was confirm that you tried to yeah uh, rape a fourteen year old. Um, and, uh, and you know, n- no one is ready for the nuance of, <laughs> you know, the nuances of like, well, I mean, he had a 17 year old jawline at the time. Yeah, we were just playing. It was locker room horseplay. Yeah. We were doing theater <laughs> in the eighties. Come on. I mean, th- there's, there's part of me when it comes specifically when it comes to pedophilia, uh, that feels like, um, I mean, you know, I obviously, uh, I, I'm not a scientist, but there's uh, well, I don't know if you guys know that or not, but yeah. I'm actually not a scientist. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but uh, part of me feels that whenever uh, pedophilia is kind of brought up, uh, you know, in the in the media, um, you know, there's this kind of a, an instant like, um, why don't we just um, round them all up and kill them? Yeah, uh, we're not to but, the, we're not to the part where we examine the causes or the the treatments right. for him it's just like well gotta kill him yeah yeah there's also the cycle of of like uh sexually predatory behavior when it comes with kids because it's like a lot of you know there are a lot of victims who um uh become victimizers and like you know I, and i'm not saying that doesn't excuse the action but it always makes me uh, uh a bit like I don't know. It makes it makes me uh, a bit sad for you know for for people who it, like if you are attracted to a fucking uh, a child like you have some serious problems. You have some serious problems, and and, and it's and it's something that uh, I don't know. I, I I look at it with like a little bit of pity rather than like uh, you know uh, you know I don't feel like I'm uh, a, a better person. I mean, I feel like I am a better person than someone who acts on it. Um, but like half of me, it just feels very, very lucky that I'm only like super into feet. <laughs> oh, you're a foot fetish guy and gross, man. Well, not like super into feet. Like I don't want to watch him like, you know, step on hamsters or something, but like, you know, uh, just like, like if, if I'm watching a porn and I just like can see the foot, Ugh. like it helps. Of all the body parts, that just is like the least sexy one to it's me. It's so feminine though. No. What? Foot, it's not feminine at all. female foot looks nothing like a male foot. A yeah, male foot. onions on there. And... You're weird. No, it's like this little paw, you know? It's, it's like, <laughs> cool. it's very, 
It's very feminine. It's not. I don't listen. I don't want your it, fetish for quicksand porn grosses me out less than the idea that you think feet are attractive. I just think a woman quicksand foot, porn. A yeah, woman's that's Matt's thing. Was that like when Keanu Reeves can't complete a pass? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Very deep, <laughs> the replacements reference. I mean, I know that movie <laughs> really go, what's well. Your, they go, what's your biggest fear? And he goes, quicksand. And they're like, oh, yeah, shit. When you like, you know, drown in the sand, he's like, right. he's like, like no. no. When one thing starts going wrong, but then everything gets even worse. <laughs> that's a really underrated movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, that's my quicksand porn joke. Glory lives forever. Chicks uh, dig scars. Yeah. I forget what the other thing was. Great. But one of my favorite parts of that movie, I don't know if I've said this before, but it's my favorite Keanu Reeves acting moment, mm-hmm. is when uh, so they, they go to put sun, uh, like she goes to put lotion on his back because he's hurt. And like you hear him, you can see in his head he's thinking of like the acting choice. Like, how do I let people know that this is like cold? So the second her hand touches his back, he goes cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite fucking thing. All right. Well, we need a break. I, yeah. From from rape talk. So I was gonna me me and Matt have talked about this before about how people will say, oh man. Trump getting elected, that's got to be so good for comedy when in reality, Ugh. it's like the worst thing that's ever the happened. The second you say his name, all the air gets sucked out of a <laughs> right. room. People are like, I hear about this shit all day. Whether they're pro or anti, I assume San Francisco is mostly anti, but I have seen barely any Trump jokes do well. Here. Right. And I've been really impressed with The Onion and Clickhole. Yeah. The fact that they continue to exist in light of stories like this, which sound exactly like an onion story, like this could be an onion story. There's no which story. There, I'm gonna read it to you, but there's there's no breathing room between this story and a fake story on the onion. Um, so headline from the Daily Beast: Sebastian Gorka parks car on sidewalk, leaves. Uh, former White House, <laughs> <laughs> former White House co- counterterrorism advisor Sebastian Gorka's Ford Mustang was spa- spotted parked on an Arlington, Virginia sidewalk on Tuesday. The car, made immediately recognizable by its vanity plates, which spell art war, was <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I read a book one time. <laughs> was pictured by a passerby who posted the photos on Twitter and noted that Arlington laws prohibit. I the park- shall have my day in the sun soon. <laughs> <laughs> An examination by the Daily Beast of prior photos of the vehicle indicates that Gorka, who now advises a group funded by Pizzagate conspiracy theorists. Yep. Drives the 2.3 liter EcoBoost Mustang, not its more powerful 5.0 liter V8 GT model, which boasts roughly 125 additional horsepower. According to eyewitness accounts, Gorka, Gorka has previously experienced difficulty parking his Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> At least you think that, but of course you know to appear weak when you are strong, and strong when you are weak. A Sun Tzu's out of war. <laughs> I mean, He's got a he's got a Mustang that's the, the, the underpowered Mustang that has a license plate that's the art of war, which he also can't park. I mean like if you can get arrested for being on brand, yeah. <laughs> It's really funny when you get to see these, like, you re- You usually read about these people in light of political stories, and you're like, oh, this must be, like, an evil guy. And then you realize he's just, like, kind of an idiot who was in the right place at the right time, and he, like, likes to wear uniforms and drive. You're like, oh, he's just a fucking dork. They're all dipshit yeah. grifters. They're all... Yeah. Also, that's... I mean, if there's... 
anything that we've learned from the indictment, it says is that they're all like semi incompetent yeah. wannabe grifters. Yeah, uh, right. And I love this that Gorka is just oh, I didn't know that you couldn't park here. Yeah. My <laughs> my brother has a he worked uh as like a communications director in Congress for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, um uh, and, clown gris. Yeah. <laughs> and and he said he was like, you know, a lot of people this is especially when House of Cards was popular. I sense that dropping off. Mm-hmm. Uh he he said a lot of people like House of Cards because they're like, oh like politics so machiavellian he's like it sounds ridiculous if you want to watch a good fictional show that is like more close to what politics Look, is can i guess yeah veep yep yeah yeah it's <laughs> yeah. like that's what it is yeah. dude. it's a fucking mess no everybody's self-interested and house of cards is just the other side of the coin like aaron sorkin popularized what's basically competence porn yeah which is like I we want the west wing yeah we want to watch, watch it all the time now we want to watch our idealized dad give the yeah. speech that we wish we could give mm-hmm. in front of the people and have it you know change minds and hearts and everything and yeah. so like every every aaron sorkin show is just a bunch of hyper competent people like making shakespeare metaphors and and gilbert and sullivan references to yeah. each other while they like while they, you know, flirt bitchily. Yeah. And then House of Cards is just like that, but they're evil. But basically, the fantasy is the same, which is that people in power are hyper-competent, and there's like a rhyme and a reason for them being there, which is probably, which is bullshit like 90% of the time. Right. And that's what people, you know, on both sides want to believe, whether it's like a complete conspiracy theorist who wants that all the same as someone who wants to be like, no, these are the people that we look up to. And it's like... Yeah, most of this shit's just a fucking mess. No, like an Alex Smith, per, an Alex Smith lover is just like the the, the quarterback, the, the Hillary Stan, like the mirror of the you mean Alex uh, Jones. Alex Jones, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's like Alex Smith. <laughs> playing he's too a much very fantasy. nice guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's having a good year. Yeah, finally. one of our finest quarterbacks. Very small hands. Did I tell uh, you I have an Alex Smith story? Did, uh, I, psh, I would love to hear it. I uh, what did he do to you? Is he a lizard person? <laughs> this we can need to tie it. Back I was a fourteen-year-old playing football on Broadway. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that you're you're not actually playing football, but you're in a yeah, play I, called I, Football I, 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 on Broadway. I was no, playing, playing a character called Football. <laughs> that would be Charlie on Brown was my worst enemy. Um, <laughs> I was doing football on Broadway. Yeah, I was doing hmm, pigskin, but uh, Jeremy Piven had dropped out for mercury poisoning. <laughs> I'm eating too much sushi, and I happened to be did his understudy see, at the time. He got caught up in he the He did. Rightness. He also, Lord, man, I can't mention any, in that town. Can't mention anybody without yeah. running smack Wait, dab into. Wait, what did He groped somebody yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> Grope more like grow up and take it. Not bad. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was I was really debating if I should make a, a pedophilia joke. Yeah. Or, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Alex Smith. So I snuck into a bar with my friends because we realized there was like a back door and we were there shit hammered because we were not old enough to be in a bar, Mm -hmm. like blackout Mm -hmm. drunk in Los Gatos, which is a small town. And I walk in and it's like, I've only been to a couple bars in my life. And of course the 49ers are there. Mm -hmm. Like Vernon Davis is there. Alex Smith is there. And he sucked at this point in his career. Yeah. And so I just see him pissed drunk 19 20 year old i just beeline straight towards him and i go alex what's up man and he like <laughs> looks at me and i pat him on the shoulder very patronizingly oh, no. and i go hey oh, man hey no. you're 
doing good this oh, year. Oh, no. And you know why I'll always love Alex Smith is he didn't beat the shit out of me. He was just like, thanks, man. And I walked away. And, and in retrospect, what a fucking great guy. No, I think about yeah, that sometimes. And I'm like, man, being a professional rich athlete might not actually be worth it. No. Like to have drunk fans like shouting their hottest fantasy football take at you from across the bar or like patronizing you like that. Yeah. What a fucking complete nightmare. Yeah. I like the fake fan world. I went to Lambeau Field kind of on a whim this year with my friend because I know a friend of mine's brother plays for the Packers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we went Name out Name drop some more. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm uh, basically famous. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is what happens when you play football on Broadway. <laughs> 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 man. You, you meet all of the players when you're doing research <laughs> for the part. changing character, man. <laughs> He's Joey's a method actor. Yeah, I am. I curled up in a ball for months. He really had to get into that locker room and just see mm-hmm. what went down. Yeah, in there. it was nice. But I got to do the like full like Lambo like eating cheese curds. I bought a fucking cheese head. I was just taking shot skis with be- just being ridiculous, and it was uh-huh. awesome. And then my friend was there, and so he's like, "Hey, I can I can get Kinda you." Kind of touch that. It makes oh. a makes oh, a rough rough. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So. So we're doing the whole fan thing, and we're up in the stands just being assholes and yelling and like, ah! And then he's like, hey, I can get you into the like players area after. So we like throw our like cheese heads away and like try and act cool. <laughs> yeah. And it was just funny seeing <laughs> you're like both five nine and you're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I was like, it's crazy seeing both sides of it because then you see the players who are like, it's obviously an amazing, cool thing for them, but for them, it's like, all right, yeah, like take pictures with the family, do whatever. And I was like, dude, the fan experience is so much more fun. Like, right. Being an idiot, making these players out to not be human beings, be like, mm-hmm. oh, oh mm-hmm. this guy's having a shit year. What's wrong with him? Yeah. If you look at his stats, I mean, he's just not producing. Right, making up takes, pretending you're on the radio is so much more fun than realizing like, oh, these guys are just like, you know, actual people, actual people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember remember me and Brendan and Matt Ufford went to a a giant. It was actually the game where Buster Posey broke his leg at the at the plate. Yeah, and we happened to get the seats next to the bullpen, which at um, AT and T Park is like ten feet from the. 10 feet from where the guys are pitching. Yeah. And so we just spent the whole game like coming up with our worst burns possible for the opposing uh, pitcher. And it's there's so fun. There's one guy named Webb, and I remember Matt Ufford shouting, Hey, Webb, what's the other B stand for? Bad at pitching? <laughs> it was just, just a gotcha. Yeah, just imagine that, but for like two hours. In baseball, at the Giants games, they like to chant someone's names and go, What's the matter with whatever his name is? And everyone goes, he's a bum. And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like calling someone a bum is yeah. the funniest thing. I remember the, uh, that, the, that's a great Simpsons episode where all the baseball stars come and play the, the company softball game. And, uh, and they're, they're ripping Lisa and Bart are ripping on Daryl Strawberry. Or and he's just crying and, a tear. And he's crying a single <laughs> tear. Yeah, it's great. Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit's fun. Yeah. Um Alex Jones. Yeah. Not Alex Smith. Right. I feel like the I feel like the conspiracy it's they both stem both the Alex Jones super conspiracy theorist and the boring ultra centrist technocrat libs mm-hmm. um that worship hillary clinton it's like two sides of the same coin which is that there's someone hyper competent in control of everything right whether right. it be like nefarious or or you know just uh utilizing the algorithms but it's the same thing yeah yeah no it is yeah no one's good at anything 
there's very few times anyone has any uh, ever pulled anything off <laughs> yeah. uh, ever in life. I, I feel like uh, we, we think that people are good at stuff and they're, they're very much not. The universe is random and absurd and everyone's bad at things. You know, sometimes I feel bad for Osama bin Laden. Because... <laughs> I wish we had that as a sound drop. <laughs> you know, because there's, he for sure heard a lot of the conspiracy theories about 9-11. <laughs> like, like, he worked so hard. Yeah. To, like, that's, it's one of the most... How dare like, they say this yeah. about the, that it was yeah. the Jews? Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Oh, like, that, that, so that one... That one in, in particular had to really just, ooh, that, that, that really got him steamed. Because, yeah. like, he, he planned that out to the T. You know, he's like, jet fuel can absolutely melt steel beams. <laughs> that, that is exactly what we were counting on. Like, he's, he's got to be pissed. Like, 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 someone pulls something off and we're immediately like, no, 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 no. It's uh, it's definitely the government because they're too stupid to like, figure it. It's like, like no. Lee Harvey Oswald being super pissed if he'd lived. He's like, are you kidding me? I made yeah. those three shots in 4.7 <laughs> seconds from yeah, the 6-4 no window. Yeah, no one wants to give fucking credit. <laughs> yeah. I love how Trump enjoyed his moment of being like, that was I... bolt action. I didn't have a bump stock. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to release all the JFK files. And you know, a million conspiracy-minded right-wing people immediately came in their pants. And they were like, this is why we put him in office. <laughs> all the things we needed an outsider to prove. And then it's like, yeah, it's a bunch of boring documents that are enlightening, but in in no way show anything other than what came Well, he out. didn't even release. He re- released him redacted in the end, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you know. That's just how life goes. I'm sorry. I'm swayed by the back into the left thing. Maybe it's just because I saw JFK at a formative age, but I still don't understand how a bullet hits you in the back oh, of the, the head and film? your bullet go and your head goes back towards the bullet. Doesn't make no sense. It's fucked up. That video is insane. Have you seen the which the, one? The Zapruder footage. I mean, I've seen the Zapruder footage. I mean, obviously. Well, who do you think? I, I mean, what do you who do you think you're talking to? I mean, bro? I assumed that you had, dude. I saw. I like, just never seen someone's first weekend, yeah, dude. I, I I had never seen uh, someone's brain spill out of their head before. Mm. I don't watch a ton of live. I leak. have. God knows, I have. Yeah. Do you fuck with live leak? No, not oh, really. Oh, I, I know love Matt does, leak, dude. Oh. I, I'm I'm in there all the time, just watching live leaks. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm sad that there's another terror attack in New York. Partly because I don't think people should die via terror. I mean, call yeah. me crazy. Mm-hmm. I really don't think terrorism should happen. I think it's bad. I don't think people should die. But I also, I really I'm uh, excited for this butt. I really, yeah, no, there's no but. Preface. There's no but. But I'm also really annoyed anytime people generalize about their city, where it's like. New Yorkers wouldn't do like anytime New Yorkers say like New Yorkers wouldn't do this or New Yorkers would do that. You're like, all right, man. There's fucking there's million fucking people. ten million yeah. of you. Don't tell don't tell me like what New Yorkers are not Islamophobic. New Yorkers are Ugh. tough when it comes to terrorism. You're like, all right, man. Is our people right now? Like, it's a giant fucking pretend- city. Like it's a city where you can, on a daily basis, see like a a, a person take a shit right in front of you. Like it is, it, it's not going to be. It is, it's it's as much of a shithole as any other city. There's no sense of like. I love that New York has this like. Oh, we're, we're, we have this sense of community. You know, we're we're uh, a special a special city that gets together like in Spider Man, and it's just like 
No, no, there's hella homeless people like dying in front of <laughs> yeah, you, and every, they, they don't do shit. Every time something happens, they go to that like, "Well, New Yorkers stick together, and we do this, and blah blah blah." And you're like, "All right, where, first of all, where are you from?" Okay, that's what I thought. Not from New York. <laughs> Secondly, like, what do you do on a daily basis when you just it's you're any other city? Don't act like living in a city fucking bonds you in some way. And right, most people exactly. in New York are like people who you know. Obviously, there's locals, but. I know so many people who've moved to New York in the last like year. What do you think the percentage of people that live in Manhattan that are actually born in New York? It's got to be like like five percent, maybe. Yeah, I, I would be pulling any number out of my ass. But yeah, it's like, it's like five percent. If it was twenty, and, that'd be high. And that five percent is like Donald Trump and like Bobby Flay's family. Yeah, like those little Flays. <laughs> yeah, the Flays, <laughs> the Manhattan Flays. Ah, Trump and well, the Flays. Well, there's also the Dursts. Yeah, oh yeah, the Dursts. Yeah, they. Yeah, Fred, Very of course. Family. It's funny that the you know you can see why the Dursts are much more successful in real estate than the Trumps. Yeah, because they kill people. We know he got he got he gets away with it. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, he, how long was he, he killed his wife, what, in like the 70s? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, so we can't, we can't get too far from Hollywood sexual harassment news. No, I'm sure another so, one's dropped since There's more? Talking. Oh, there is more. Like, I wanted to get back to, and this one. I'm so excited for the Oscars next year. <laughs> I'm so excited. Dude, it's, it's coming. It's going to be like, welcome to the Oscars. Finally. Um, <laughs> and then they'll be like, and the winner of this category, just immediately. What are they going to say? They have to just, they're just going to announce the winners and get out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I think someone on, a, on Twitter made a joke about how the In Memoriam montage is just going to be like a montage of everyone who uh, has gone, who has gotten kicked out of the Academy for being a sexual harasser that year. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. They're going to have to it's, not let people touch the tiny little human statues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just watch out where you touch. Um, so this one makes me kind of sad. Uh, Andy Dick has been fired from two movies. Uh, uh, I'll read you the first story. Andy Dick has been dropped from the independent feature Raising Buchanan following accusations of sexual harassment on the set. The Hollywood Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, I the, mean, like... Like uh, I, 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 it's funny that what I that was in response to was I can't believe he still gets hired to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when you I mean, hire Andy Dick, it's like, look, he's to gonna ensure. sexually harass people. This one made me sad because uh, I mean, you think of a sexual harasser as someone with power, and like Andy Dick is always like maybe on the wagon or maybe falling off and quasi homeless like at any given point like i don't think yeah. andy dick is telling anyone that he's going to ruin their career at this stage of his i don't career. think so. so i feel really bad like I, it's almost like kicking a guy when he's down um so anyway uh the hollywood reporter was not able to reach any of the alleged victims however two sources detailed dick's inappropriate behavior which including groping groping people's genitals unwanted kissing slash licking and sexual propositions of at least four members of the production it's unclear if those involved were actors or crew um jesus Christ. <laughs> dick said he's aware of his reputation at first he made light of the situation joking that my middle name is misconduct they know what they signed up for Oh, fucking kill yourself. This fucking guy. I mean, he has a he point. He does have a point. He has always been like this. This is on it's brand. Not okay, yeah. but you shouldn't have hired him. But it's like, oh, no, it's right. I do, I do blame the people hiring him more than I blame him. I mean, you know. I mean, he like he, he does like a light. I, I don't know. I feel like if he's not threatened.
threatening your career. He's just a he's just a handsy weirdo. Um, however, he followed up with a denial that he ever groped anyone on set. I don't grope people anymore. I don't expose myself anymore, he said by telephone. I do understand that the temperature in the world right now is delicate. Is what? <laughs> delicate. The temperature oh. <laughs> in the world right now is delicate. So that was one movie. Um, he also got fired from another movie. Um, and this is... Uh, I enjoyed this news story a little bit more. Andy Dick was fired from the Vampire Dad set on October 18th. Just hours- He doesn't suck blood. He sucks cock. <laughs> <laughs> Just hours after arriving on his first day of filming, where he was set to play a misfit-type vampire and what has been described as a micro-budget comedy. Catherine Mosley, a first-time producer, provided a letter to THR from her legal team, which revealed that Andy Dick was escorted off the set after, quote, multiple flagrant acts of improper conduct and inappropriate conduct with several cast and crew members, which, again, kind of just makes me sad. Like, yeah. he's, he's doing a micro-budget movie about vampires and... Really just to meet people, it seems like. Because he, he got hired, to which he got hired for being Andy Dick, and now he's getting fired for, for being Andy Dick. Yeah, there's a really funny. I sent it to you. I don't know. If I you was going to read that. Read, yeah. yeah, if you want, uh, yeah, you can. You can. So, do it. I mean, it's it's a long story, but it's it's really funny. This guy, I did shows with him a few years back. Connor McSpadden has this awesome like tweet story about. You look like your name should be Connor McSpadden. I do actually. You do. Yeah. <laughs> I, a little less on the Irish, but if yeah. if I could just be Connor Spad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, C-Spad. Yeah, dude. <laughs> C-Spad. C-Spad. It's like news for gnarly dudes. Oh, dude. He's so rad, C-Spad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome to the C-Spad News Network. We got the raddest news. Anyway, here's what happened. Uh, here's today in Longboard News. Uh, so, so right. The first, like, My first thought was, oh, man, that's fucked up. They're definitely kicking Andy Dick when he's down. Um, he definitely never had that much power. And then you sent me that uh, yeah. that story from Connor McSpad. Should we try reading the whole thing? Yeah, go for it. Okay, do it. Um, I like when I don't have to do. Okay, I got the it. Yeah, the news reading. It really, yeah, yeah. Like when ah. I can be the one that has fun, it'd be nice. You have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the story is it's, it's all in tweets, so it's it's kind of broken up, and you won't get to see the pictures. He's but, live tweeting his own sexual yeah. harassment. Basically, uh, Andy Dick tried to fuck me last night at three a.m. Here is my story. I'm at the comedy store watching Dave Chappelle do a late night set and Andy Dick is ruining the show. Heckling, being Andy Dick, etc. <laughs> He's shit-faced and keeps stealing Dave's beers, prompting Dave to say, you're worse than the goddamn Hamburglar, Andy. You didn't uh, even do that in Dave Chappelle's voice. I should have, yeah, but that's, that's right, really that's not right. Dave Chappelle's best line, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy, please. He's like the Hamburglar. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Uh, Annie pleads with Dave to, quote, just be my friend because you're the only person who's nice to me. It is somehow annoying and hauntingly tragic. <laughs> Which could be like Andy Dick's entire life. Yeah. That, <laughs> I believe that's, that's the name of his biography. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that as a person who genuinely thinks Andy Dick is really funny. Yeah, I think he's... Dude, the, the dick-sucking scene in, um, in old school is like... I still remember he did like a... He did like a parody of of uh, Tom Green uh-huh. when Tom Green was really popular, where he had like a fake goatee and he just like walked to a uh, a grocery store and like took some ladies' eggs and broke them on the ground and was just saying, "I'm Tom Green, I'm Tom Green." <laughs> Dude, he was funny. He just can't get his fucking life together. Yeah. It's very sad. It's I mean, it's sad. not like 
you see this shit early on and you're like, ah, oh, this guy's crazy. And then you're like, oh, God, dude. Like, Isn't that one of the most depressing things as a comedian? You're like, all the people that you think are genuinely funny. Yeah, like, this are, dude's they, got a real talent. Their, yeah. their lives are completely fucked up and their yeah. brains are broken. Yeah, because a lot of their worst behavior gets encouraged. And a lot of comics have this idea of like, oh, I'm a comedian, so I should be fucked up. I should be existentially sad. I don't mm. have to have my shit together. And it's like... The reason a lot of people have their shit together is not just because they have to, because they have a job. Right. It's because it makes yeah, their life right. more livable. Yeah, they have yeah, they have structure in their lives. Yeah. But I mean you see these guys and 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 you you wonder if you have to live this sort of uh, sad edgy life to access the part of your brain that makes you that funny yeah it's like a chicken and the egg i think i think there you you can make that argument but i think it's not true those people tend to flame out faster you hear these stories people who seem to have their shit relatively together now can go pretty far you know yeah kevin hart is like a guy who works out all the time he cheats a healthy amount but he's not that funny yeah he's (laughs) He's entertaining. He's like he's a nice guy. Like he's like right. a really likable guy. He's not like a really funny guy. Sure. Who's like a really funny guy? Well, like when I think right about now. even like closer to my life, like yeah. I think of the people that are funniest. I think of like Matt Lieb and like Joe Sinclitico. <laughs> and those are the people that are like barely holding on to their sanity. Like they've managed <laughs> to figure they figured out ways to just barely hold on to their sanity. I'm completely sane. <laughs> Everything about me is normal. Where's those? <laughs> Yum. <laughs> lum, 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 lum. <laughs> lum, lum, lum. I think like Bill Burr seems to have his shit together. I think he's hilarious. Sure, but he's like the um he's like the funniest expression of like East Coast Townie. Sure. Like there's sure, the, sure, there's sure. like the East Coast Townie comic and he's like the the apex of that right. kind of comic. And he right. you know, he's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it it makes sense. I'm not going to sit here and, and argue that there's not a relationship between <laughs> mental imbalance and comedy. But I, I mean, don't I hate to say there is. I don't but think there it's, really is. I don't. I, I. I. think there is, but I don't think it's a hundred percent necessary. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I know? like to think that for sure. I. You know. I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it. And I'm gonna be happy, Vince. That's All cool. Right. That's cool. <laughs> All right. So after the show, I'm out on the patio. And I'm back being this guy. And and Andy Dick... C-SPAD. He's back to being C-SPAD. <laughs> back to being C-SPAD. After the show, I'm out on the patio and Andy Dick looks at me the way a drunk, irrelevant falcon looks at a field mouse. Andy Dick wants to fuck. By the way, it's important to note that at this point, Andy Dick is just drinking a bottle of milk that someone gave him. <laughs> what milk even comes in bottles at this no point? I have no fucking clue. So I'm sitting next to Andy Dick, and he keeps rubbing my neck and grabbing my hoodie when I try to get away. Normally, this would be upsetting, but it's pretty funny, and I'm confident in my ability to beat the shit out of trash Andy Dick if need be. He keeps whispering in my ear and asking me to be his secret boyfriend. The smell of milk and beer and Andy Dick will haunt me to my grave. He spends the next 20 minutes getting ber- getting berated, spitting milk everywhere, and clawing at me with his 51-year-old bisexual talons. A crowd of onlookers is watching the third lead on news radio try to publicly finger me in mild horror. I get his phone number. The last digits are 1234, and I text him to confirm he's not bullshitting. He's not. Then I do... There's there's like (laughs) pictures of all this happening, by the way. Yeah, there's photos of it. It's incredible. Uh, I then do something I never thought I would have to do, create a contact for Andy Dick. Then How did he tweet these in succession with the pictures? Like someone did someone send him the pictures? I while imagine that them? he's probably he probably did this Twitter story like the next morning. Right. That would be my 
uh, my thought. Um, a- Andy says, I am so mad at all the fuck of you. They're in the car now. He keeps demanding I declare myself his boyfriend. I politely decline. Andy Dick continues to try to molest me, but he has the upper body strength of the middle school girl his clothes were intended for. <laughs> we threaten to squirt him with water like a naughty dog when he acts up, but we but worry getting him wet could cause him to multiply. <laughs> Uh, we get on the road to his house, and then Andy Dick bites me really hard. At this point, I'm worried that I'm going to turn into Andy Dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andy Dick says, I smell marijuana. Can I have some? We soon realize he's referring to the weed he forgot was in his own pockets. <laughs> we drive Andy Dick deep into the San Fernando Valley. We have to recline the seat in front of him to trap him because he's acting up. (laughs) He tries to get out of the car on a freeway, and we have to use the child locks, not on a child, but rather on Andy Dick. We get to Andy Dick's small townhouse in the suburbs. He invites us in. At this point, we're too deep not to accept. It then becomes clear that Andy Dick has been locked out of Andy Dick's house, which doesn't actually belong to Andy Dick. He's knocking soft. His friend, by the way, I mean, this is just a random aside, but his friend really looks like former Ultimate Fighter Keith Jardine. <laughs> Which one? The guy with the beard? Yeah, the guy yeah. with the beard. He looks like a very small Keith Jardine. All these photos of Andy Dick looking fucked up and lost are just unbelievable. So he's, he's knocking on the door, but there's no answer, and he sits down on the stoop defeated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this reinvigorates Andy Dick, and he sets a new plan in motion. Andy Dick is going oh, to break no. into Andy Dick's ex-wife's house. Oh. <laughs> it's sad. He climbs over the fence and re-emerges through the front door, looking like an out-of-touch gay vampire. He invites us into his dim- I love all these subtle digs <laughs> yeah. and his relevancy. It's so rude. It's so rude. <laughs> How dare you say that about Andy Dick? <laughs> he invites us into his dimly lit, creepy home, and again, we're in too deep to say no. When we get inside, (laughs) it's pretty normal. We walk into the living room and are startled to see a dude sleeping on his couch. Andy Dick says, this is my oldest son. Oh, no. He probably hates me the most. Oh, no. Andy Dick's oldest son, quote, it's four in the fucking morning, dad, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) Television's Andy Dick is in a financial situation where he has to hoard half a joint he got for free. Quick sidebar, there is a solved Rubik's Cube just sitting on Andy Dick's table. Oh, man. This reminds me that um, it was an old MTV Cribs. I want to say it was, what was it, Method Man? No. Fuck, who was it? I want to say it was one of the Wu-Tang. I want to say it was Method Man, but they go into his house and like my two favorite things about it was there was just like there was two beds upstairs and then there was his cousin passed out in between the two beds <laughs> and on top of the fridge he had somebody email me if i'm getting this wrong I, I don't remember who it was but on top of the fridge he has a shoebox full of like crumpled up dollars and there must be like 150 dollars worth of like crumpled up ones right. which is just like his his stash box for like the pizza man right and like they go up they go up to upstairs his cousins passed out between the two beds like they pan across the bathroom and there's like still pee in the toilet <laughs> oh my god and he's like this is my cousin over here oh it was like the best cribs episode ever <laughs> and i like the idea that uh and i, I actually liked it better when i didn't know the person passed on that on the couch was andy dick's son yeah it gets i mean it gets sad it basically all, all kind of you know 
wrap up the end of it. There's several more, but um, yeah, basically he they... He tries to drug him. Yeah, he, he tries to... He puts something weirdly in his mouth. <laughs> he won't offer any of the weed because he says he only has half a joint. And then when he leaves, he sends him a ton of really lewd text messages asking <coughs> him to come back and telling him that he'll jerk him off. Oh, and it's just like... We uh, then decide that we are all Andy dicked out for the evening and he is not sharing his weed and is very casually trying to rape me. Yeah. <laughs> so like when I first heard about the Andy dick thing, I was like, oh man, that's pretty messed up for Andy dick. And then I read this story and I was like, like yeah, yeah, all right. He's, yeah, yeah, you know, I feel like that, <laughs> you could say that that crosses the line. Yeah, there's a lot of these stories that like when they first come out, you're familiar with the person and so you don't want to believe it. And there are cases where it's, you know, people are... Mm-hmm. going for something but there's also tons of these stories that like before Twitter again he, you know this guy was fine he wasn't really in danger and he decided out of amusement to go through with all of right. this but like that is you know or conversely like you hear the story and it's just it's just what the person said out of context right. and the and then the person reporting is like oh I was um I got sick to my stomach and this made me grossed out. And if you're just reading it, you're like, what? what? That doesn't, like, right. that sounds kind of innocuous. Cause when you just hear something out of context, you sort of want to give the person saying it the benefit of the doubt, right. or you put yourself in that pos- that position where you're like, oh, sure, I've said something like that. Exactly. But if you're in the situation with someone who's really creepy, like, it's, it's less about what they say. And just like the way it makes you feel in that situation, like you know when you're creeped out, and there's it's right. hard to convey it with just simple like verbatim quotes of what the person said. Yeah. Right. I mean, and Andy Dick, he's he's just got a he's got a. This is like one of many weird Andy Dick stories, and for every like Connor McSpadden out there who's like, listen, I'm not traumatized by it. It was just really fucking weird and kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. There's there's at least you know, uh, for every five of Connor McSpadden's, there's one person who's like still, still can't look at a picture of Andy Dick without getting PTSD. So like, <laughs> I, I feel like, I, I feel like guys like him, there's like, if this purge does anything, it should get rid of people. Uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I have no, I, I've, I've got no soft spot for Andy Dick. I've heard these stories so many times about how much of a creep he is and he just kind of gets away with it. Yeah. Uh, because well, cause he's doing it in a funny way. Right. Uh, but I mean, clearly uh, he, you know, you see some of those text messages and he's crossing all sorts of fucking lines. Yeah, he's and just, that's what people and would say about Harvey Weinstein too. Is like, well, you know how he is. Like you just gotta, yeah. well, I mean, that's Harvey. Harvey's you know? just going Harvey. Boy, that poon dog likes his poon. <laughs> I mean, get, I, I, I see it as a net positive if people like Andy Dick uh, aren't, aren't, uh, are finally going to have to own up to being like how being a creep is not funny matt is that because you have been propositioned and and strong-armed by a semi-famous comedian oh i have been i have been uh propositioned and strong-armed i mean and that's and you know i had the a similar kind of connor mcspadden uh experience where you know i was creeped out but i was cast blind item Oh, blind item. Yeah, I'm going to keep it blind because uh, I am still worried about my career. All right, so I'm going to let's let's do it. Let's me to it, bro. Um, uh, so uh, a uh, a very prominent uh, comedian, I will not say who. Can you tell um, us after? Uh, I know who it is. I'll tell you. Thanks. Uh, basically, um, 
you know, the first time I met him, he had just done uh, closed out the punchline, and at, at that po point in his career, he he had a, a really good career, uh, but now he's got a, a better career. Um, I would like to to pause and say that I think it's hilarious the the how low the bar is for a comedian like having a having a good career. Well, I mean, because for me, you know, like the career he had back uh, when he uh, uh, semi accosted me um, is is something that like I if I had it now, I would consider myself a success um, anyways. Uh, but now he's doing even better. Uh, right. point, point is, is, uh, so we're, we're talking and whatnot, uh, you know, uh, after the show, everyone's doing karaoke at this bar on Polk, um, or no, on California. And then after the show, I'm like, uh, trying to get a cab home and he goes, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're going to take a cab together. And I was like, and I said, I think out loud, I'm suspicious about this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, and uh, so we get in the, the, the cab together and he proceeds to proposition me, which is fine. You know, right. I tell I politely decline. I'm like, listen, uh, I think you're funny and great. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not gay uh, and I'm not sexually attracted to you. Um, it's mostly the feet issue. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Your feet are ugly. I'm Your not well, they're just hideous, male. So, he has male yeah. feet. If he had female feet, uh, uh, then it'd be different. Anyways. um, so he spends the entire cab ride uh, trying to convince me uh, to just go back to uh, the, you know, the comedy condo that I, I think uh, they get, you know, if you're doing a weekend at the punch, if you're uh, anyways. Um, and uh, I, I say no, you know, all the way back to my apartment in the hate. Uh, he, you know, uh, eventually is, 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 you know, he's drunk um, and he's like, uh, he wants me to basically go back to his apartment. So I, he said, you could watch porn on your computer. You don't even have to look at me uh, when he, you know, he wants to go down on me. Listen, all of these things are great and, and, and fine. But it, it, after a while, I was like, man, really, this entire cab ride. And then it ends with, uh, all right, well, see you later. And also, if you tell anyone about this, I will destroy your career. Whoa. And, right. So it was one of those things where where I would was totally okay with being aggressively being hit on right because at a uh, certain like like to a certain degree the difference between harassment and uh, a successful hooking up is whether the person uh, appreciates the advance yeah right exactly like the the advances were unwanted and and had I been um, it's hard to know that I mean I like to think that I I feel like I, I like to think that I can take the temperature of the room better than most of these people, but that really right. does seem like the difference is just like, well, if someone can't tell uh, when the advances are unwanted, that's kind of what makes them a sexual harasser. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, and that's the thing with when it's like uh, the, there's there's a lot of blurred lines there. You know, so, sometimes you know people. <laughs> yeah, some, they wrote a really right. rapey song about it. A really rapey song about it. But you know, it's like uh, I I I understand how uh, someone's persistence, if done incorrectly, can be harassment. Yeah. I, I also understand how some people's uh, like coyness can be just kind of a, a, a game. Uh, personally, uh, if someone 
uh, is coy with me. I, I, I naturally assume that no one is attracted to me. So if someone were to say, no, I don't want to, I'd be like, oh, wow. Well, yeah, I, that makes I, sense. I, yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't sense. want this ugly dick either. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, I, I, I just... Uh, I'm not, not I, you, because I know you're good dick Lieb, but... No, 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 I got that good dick. Anyways, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> And like I said, I would have been totally fine with with the uh, the you know kind of light harassment uh, if if it hadn't ended with I will if you tell anyone about this I will end your career and I, I, just because I was just like well now now I feel threatened now I feel yeah. like you're uh, you you you've preyed on me that's when I was like okay now you've you've crossed the line from being like uh, a really really pushy gay man to uh, possible. Predator predator yeah so uh you so you asked about jeremy piven and while you're yeah. talking a link happened to come up in my twitter feed about uh the jeremy piven sexual assault allegations uh and the link is from screen rant um actress adrian arian bellamar came forward monday and accused piven of having assaulted her both on the set of Piven's former HBO show Entourage and also at the Playboy Mansion, Deadline reported. Two, by the way, two locations where I cannot imagine men getting handsy ever, right? Right. I mean, if you're going to get sexually harassed, it's probably not going to be on the set of Entourage or at the Playboy Mansion. No, no, those are safe spaces. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In the tweets, Bellamara was very specific about what she says happened. Hey, Jeremy Piven. Or, hey, at Jeremy Piven, remember when you cornered me in your trailer on the Entourage set? Remember grabbing my boobies on the set without asking? Remember when I tried to leave, you grabbed me by the ass, looked at yourself in the mirror, and said, what a beautiful couple we make. Remember when I tried to leave? Oh, yeah, sorry, she did that twice. So now Piven is taking the, the opposite tact of Kevin Spacey and Piven said to Deadline, I unequivocally deny the appalling allegations being peddled about me. It did not happen. It takes a great deal of courage for victims to come forward with their histories, and my hope is that the allegations about me that didn't happen do not detract from stories that should be heard. So, yeah, well, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, do you think that, uh, do you think he learned that from Spacey? Like, was that... Uh, he was like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah boom i was trying to cover up yeah i was trying to i was trying to pretend to be straight because i had a lot of issues with my homosexuality yeah you could try to pull that yeah i think one person i got a, pulls I got a rock all right but well, we got, we're done we're done we're what done. do we need what do we, what need, do we need we, got we, we covered all. all the uplifting subject matter i mean we stayed how? on board hopefully next time we can there will be something that we can talk about that isn't sexual misconduct. But, yeah. Uh, hey, look. Yeah. It's the all year in of, all a good episode. It's the year of Harvey Weinstein. This is all we're allowed to talk about now. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I talked about Thor. That's right. That's right. You did. But Thor, yeah. uh, I've heard, was very inappropriate with some of the other superheroes. <laughs> right. Always, who wants to touch my hammer? Look, he, yeah. he was raised in a Viking culture. <laughs> That's, That's right. just yeah. how things were Maybe done. Right. Pillaging is just part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, on Asgard, like, think about the name, Asgard. Yeah, yeah. You know, it he was... stopped pillaging. Was, I mean, that's halfway. It was the man's job to pillage and the woman's <laughs> job to make the home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe when he got accused, he said, um, I choose to live my life uh, as a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the god of thunder. Yeah, there was obviously. I mean, anybody he hits on is going to be a power imbalance, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Very nice. good. Nice. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, any any uh, any emails or anything? Or are we oh. done? Uh, most of the emails were. I'm gonna uh, start putting on my costume. Were Ben centric this week? Uh, you know, as oh good they should be. Um, I don't think we got any questions. I didn't send out the uh, the call for questions this week. So, anyway, you always got to go anyway, man. What do you care? Uh, I guess I don't care about anything anymore. <laughs> We were in a great mood today, you yeah. guys. That was fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm just I, uh, I'll plug something real quick. Yeah. I am starting a podcast, which no! you might have figured out by the... As long as you don't record on the same night. As, I mean, oh, no, no, Unbelievable. No. We, we do like Sundays and Mondays. My co-hosts are dropping like flies. No, no, no. I'm still here. I'm still here. I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave you guys for just talking into a microphone that goes out into nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, it's how we hang out. It really mm-hmm. is. It re- uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll. I'll always keep coming back. But it's called Pier Sixty Nine. Uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, it's nice. It's. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just dumb. But uh, <laughs> check it out. It's on iTunes. I hope you didn't get the idea from this broadcast, from this podcast, that you should put something sexual in the name. Because that will actually turn out to be an albatross. It is not <laughs> really. It's not a great selling it point. Turns out, yeah, yeah. yeah. In retrospect, that makes look, sense. 2010 was different world yeah. when we started this podcast. Uh huh. Yeah. No, we just are not very clever. Yeah. Uh, so that's sure. what we came sure. up with. Who are you doing the podcast with? Uh, Andrew Arolfo, David Namyar, and Mark Smalls. Oh, the fucking the the crew, dude. Yeah, that's the, the fucking. Squad. That, that's the new Cool Kids crew of San Francisco comedy. I think it's official now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Anyway, dude, always, always good to be here. Yeah, always good to have you. Yeah. Matt, thanks. What's for, up, dude? Thanks for being you, man. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, listeners, we're still around. You know, we're still here. We're still doing our thing. Frogcast.com or Patreon.com/slash/Frogcast rather. Uh, frogcast at gmail.com. We always appreciate relationship questions um worst takes of the week tales from local news basically anything you want to send us we don't really have a strong format here we just we just talk about whatever so whatever you want to send us we love it um google voice number 415-275-0030 uh joey what is this costume what do you <laughs> see i'm gonna be professor chaos oh nice yeah right. yeah yeah from hell South yeah dude it's gonna be fun putting on foil and the other guys like from like the podcast it. are gonna be uh, Mysterion, Coon, and Randy Marsh as Lord. Good times. Yeah, should be fun. Matt, you want to take us on out of here? Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. What's that Google Voice number, bro? I just said it, man. We already did Fuck! Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, good night and eat the beans. Yeah.